Authentic Verdict is a movement that helps motivate people to launch and start their businesses. Whether your business is big or small, or you're just looking for motivation, this podcast is for you. We chat to inspiring founders from e-commerce, blogging, local, service and product-based businesses about the fist-pumping moments and then the dark days that you just want to give up. No two businesses are the same. However, delving into the authentic verdict of what works, what doesn't and how to cultivate that crazy mind of yours can help set you on your way. I'm your host, Katie Eels, co-founder of online sustainable skincare store, Sabia Co. Welcome, Elise, my darling friend and the most incredible hairdresser I have ever met. Thank you for joining us on our first official podcast episode of The Authentic Verdict. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Um, So I like to start off every episode by just kind of getting a gist of what you're working on or what you're manifesting at the moment. Um, at the moment, I'm in the middle of thinking of how I'm going to grow my business, whether I go a bigger shop or I'm just putting more stuff on at the moment. So I'm just in that in-between stage of ready to expand my business, but just figuring out how and when yeah. I do all that. Which That's is an scary, exciting, exciting time for yeah. sure. And I've, I've watched you from your home basin. I used to tip my head over in the garage <laughs> and now you're in a the beautiful... trough. Beautiful little spot in Nobbies that you've outgrown in under 12 months, which is Yeah, it's crazy. pretty crazy, hey. I remember when I first set up, there was like three stations. And I was like, how the hell am I going to have like three <laughs> stations? And now I'm just putting my fourth. Now I'm like, I need a bigger shop. Yeah, so amazing. Um, so I guess let's lead into what do you do and how did you end up in business? Um, so I'm a hairdresser. I've been hairdressing for about 15 years, I think. Um, and I've used that trade to go all around the world really. Um, and I've managed salons in Cairns, London, everything like that. And I just knew I'd always have a shop, but didn't really know when or where it would happen. And then one day I was just sick of making somebody else money. So I thought I'm going to open a shop. So I just started looking for a shop, found a shop and opened one. And that was it. And that (laughs) turnaround period was literally a couple of months yeah. from the decision of going out yeah. on your own to to opening the shop yeah I try not to think about things too much yeah <laughs> I'm a doer so yeah. if you want to make it happen like if you put your mind to it you definitely can definitely and I guess that leads on to like when you're starting a business I guess I know that you started out solo but did you have any backing like did you have any investors no. was that a, a no. decision that you thought of doing or did you just save up no i once again, I just sort of threw everything into it. Um, I had a little bit of savings. I took out like a small personal loan. Um, but yeah, I did it all myself. Just and lots of research and stuff of what I needed to make to, you know, cut little costs here and there and stuff like that. But never thought about going into business with anybody else. I knew I could do it on my own. Didn't need it. No. Yeah. And um, I guess starting out like a commercial space, um, because you're a service type business, you can't, you know, you have to have that service in a space. How, mm. how was finding the space and how was setting up the space? What was that kind of process like? Um, <laughs> I, when I first found my shop, everyone thought that I was crazy. Everyone was like, oh my God, what is she doing? Has she lost the plot? Because like at our shop, it's like you walk down this little laneway, which looks beautiful now. It's like a rainbow painted fence and stuff. People don't realise like there was rubbish bins down there. It looked like you were walking down to a crack den. Like, yeah. 
and we spent hours, like 16 hours, I think, of painting that fence. And then, yeah, I wanted a space. As soon as I knew I saw the space, I knew I could make it work and because it was a little bit different as well and secluded and people like like that it's down a little alleyway hidden away. It's like a hidden little gem. Yeah. Yeah. So. And um, leasing a commercial property, like I know personally what you went through with, Ugh. you know, the – Maybe asking the right questions, maybe not asking the right yeah. questions. Um, if you, you know, when you are going to sign the lease on the bigger property, yeah. what kind of things do you now know, you know, that in that period of time were really fucking hard to deal with? <laughs> yeah. What did you learn in that phase? And could you share with someone who's maybe thinking of starting like a beauty salon or yeah. even just a normal shop? Well, it was, I had issues with, um, the for instance hot water like my shop has a shower has like you know sinks out the back so I just assumed you'd have hot water like something simple like that and then I got a phone call I was in Bali I think it was you know just having my last little vacay and stuff like that and then yeah my plum was like where's the hot water like and I was like what do you mean <laughs> and he's like you don't have a hot water system I'm like what the fuck are you kidding and anyway, just little things like that. Just don't assume that things there. Like I had somebody, um, one of my friends' mum helped to just be a bit of support with signing the lease. But yeah, ask lots of questions. And if you're not sure, just ask. Um, something simple like that ended up costing me like a lot more than I expected. Like yeah. it put me back quite a bit. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard when you're going in by yourself doing it as well. Like you don't have somebody there to like bounce off a little bit. That's what I felt with starting a shop like sometimes it can feel a bit lonely like yeah. you don't know who to ask or anything but yeah especially with leases and commercial properties oh, ask a bazillion questions as yeah. much as you can and like. I think like something I'm learning as we go on is that no question is a dumb question no like especially with my accountant and our lawyer I'm always like oh I don't want to ask that and at the beginning I didn't ask so many questions and mm. now I'm finding like fuck it's so much easier to maybe look a little bit silly and ask totally. a question and then often yeah. it's not even a dumb question no, that's what I tell the girls as well my apprentice I'm like never ever feel uncomfortable asking a question because no. like I said no questions a dumb question and I guess let's touch on that like staffing when you started out you were solo and you had a girl that had kind of always you've worked with in the past and she yeah. just filled in a bit yeah. but when did the decision from going from you and her to then needing a full-time apprentice what made you make that decision and change <laughs> One day, Madison's like, for fuck's sake, Elise, like, stop being in denial how busy you are. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> She's like, you need someone, you need help. And I think it was just the, I've just worked in the past year trying to keep, you know, expenses down and keep as much money in the business and stuff like that. But having somebody else help, having a full-time staff member, first year apprentice is just like game changer. Yeah. Just stuff like, I can, you know, maybe eat my lunch a couple of days a week. Maybe or you can see me maybe, on a Sunday yeah. afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it just got to the point where I knew that I I needed help with just little things. And I wanna I wanted to have that little bit of extra time to, you know, work on my business and stuff like that because it's hard trying to have, st- you know, do everything myself and then go home at, you know, 9 o'clock at night and then try and work on the business. So, yeah, I've just put on a full-time apprentice and I've got another qualified starting in like a week as well. And so, that period of taking on the full-time apprentice to taking on an actual qualified mm, was literally under a month yeah. that you made that decision. Yeah. 
Because it's like you get at this stagnant point as like I physically can't do anymore. Like I work sort of 50 odd hours a week and stuff like that, which I love, like I love my job and I love where I work and everything like that. But, you know, you want to see your business grow. So you kind of have to take, you know, maybe a couple of steps back financially to then go forward again, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's also something that we're really learning at the moment is that there is only so much I can do in a 12-hour period of time. Yeah. And there are certain roles that someone else can do just as good as me, like packing orders. Yeah. You know, there's definitely things like within marketing and business and growth and stuff like that that I'll never let go of. Yeah. But I don't have the time or the energy. When I, you know, come to a Sunday, the last thing I really want to think of is how I'm going to grow my business. I kind of just want to exhausted yeah yeah try and switch off yeah I think it's really important to be able to like know those decisions and it is an investment it's not an expense yeah exactly totally and she's what a month or two in yeah and just picking up things and absolutely loving it and I think with staff as well I think the thing that wigged me out is I have to spend all day like 40 hours a week with someone like I need to like them what if they piss me off like what if they're you know this what if that but um yeah taking the time to find the right stuff as well like I had one apprentice that was like late three times in a while in a week so I was like bye Bye. (laughs) yeah and that's but it's hard like but you just have to take time and you know when you know like yeah I was very lucky with um yeah how sort of my apprentice came up and we're still learning like she's still learning I'm still learning about like how we get our flow and stuff but yeah it's it's been great that's why I'm keen to put more people on yeah because it's good yeah and you um you also do run a little bit of a beauty room out of your old waiting room Mm. just to kind of accommodate and offer that next level of care which is I think why people love your business so much it's not just because you're really good at what you do it definitely is a community. Like yeah. I know every time I come in, I leave with a new friend. Yeah. And then, you know, having that addition of having the beauty side of yeah. things just gives that next level of care. And I know as a business move for your growth, that that's something that you're considering of, you know, creating yeah. more of a like a space for people to just really kind of let go and relax and yeah. kind of come in frazzled and leave just feeling the best that they can. Yeah, I love it even like, not even just like well, my clients. My clients turn into my friends. Yeah. Like, and that's the space that I. <laughs> hello. That's the space I wanted to create. Like, I have worked at salons where it's like a production line, people getting pushed in and out, and I love it when people are like, oh, I feel so relaxed in here. Like, it's so nice. And even the bigger I grow, or if I do grow, or whatever, I still want to have that atmosphere because I work in there. Like, I want to be in a nice atmosphere, and I yeah. want people to feel nice and chilled and relaxed and. Yeah, having my sister do beauty in the next room has been good and great for her little business for a startup as well. But yeah, yeah now my head's ticking of what am I going to do now? Yeah. So yeah, a few things on the cards, hopefully that will flourish. Yeah, definitely. And I guess with that, you know, mind ticking all the time of what's next, mm. how do you find that balance between work and personal life? And, and have you found that balance yet? Which is fine if you haven't. No. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, it's it's hard. Like, and the last year I have hustled and I have worked super hard, and it's yeah, I find it very very hard to switch off because my phone's the per- the work phone and my personal phone and stuff like that, and I'm just constantly on it. But you know, now I'm learning to you know 
You don't have to write back straight away. It's okay if there's a few unread messages for, you know, a day or something. Like let go and let the girls reply to that sort of stuff instead of me being on all the time. But, yeah, I find it really, really hard to find that balance when people are like messaging you all the time, which is great and that great that you can do it via text. But sometimes it's, yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, and I know something about you personally and that you bring into your business, which is I think one of the biggest reasons why you do so well is because you really aim to to go above and beyond for people, which um, as a business owner can be extremely exhausting because Mm. you do want to write back and you do want to make sure that you can get that level of care out there. And maybe, you know, with growth, you'll get a personal and a business phone to kind of separate (laughs) it and maybe you leave that phone at work on Sunday and Monday yeah exactly yeah people know like you know I I wouldn't expect a message back from a business and for for us when we get messages on like a Saturday night I'm like fuck like oh (laughs) I wake up the first I wake up I have to put like people laugh at me because I put do not disturb on my phone they're like yeah from what time I was like 4 a.m to 6 (laughs) a.m Everyone's like, wow. Go you. (laughs) Because it was like people were waking me up with messages and stuff in the morning. like Which is me. I text Elise at 4.30 every day. Yeah. I was like, mate, give me another hour. I just don't Uh, think about it. Yeah. But it's good. Like I am lucky with my business because you think of years ago like hairdressing, you'd have to sit there with like an appointment book in front of you. And at least I remember when we first started our businesses and stuff, we're like, (laughs) oh, let's um, go lay by the pool for Mm. an hour. And then, you know, then I can toddle back to the shop. Now it's like, oh, I'd love to lay by the pool for an hour once every two weeks. We have to like try and organise to see each other like four weeks in advance. And then sometimes Uh, it will get cancelled and I end up just booking in for a haircut to see her. (laughs) Yeah, my friends just pay me to hang out with them (laughs) oh and I guess if you ever you know get to that Sunday because I know you work Saturdays when you do get to Sunday is there something or when you're walking home at 9 p.m at night is there any type of ritual or anything that you've kind of picked up in the last year that actually does make you switch off or makes you kind of just you know get ready to kind of unwind have you found any practices yet um not really to be honest like I'll always like at night time I'll get home and like have a shower and then I'll put like my oils on like my content oils lavender oil before I sleep and stuff like that listen to some like some meditation music and stuff like that just to unwind and stop my brain a bit um but yeah I'm still struggling with finding that unwind because I live straight away from the shop so I yeah there's not really a, a week that goes by where I haven't been at the shop like nearly every day to call in or do something. Yeah. But yeah, slowly, slowly getting there. Getting there. You are. Yeah, and like, so. like even your little things like, you know, you having your yoga mat in your room and yeah, yeah. kind of those types of little settings and plans that make you consciously be like, oh, my yoga mat's rolled out. That's right. Because I should just sit for a minute. Yeah. Like, Having so those little kind of practices to to have set up so that you don't need to think. Because I know for me, I am go, go, go. And I get up at 4.30 and I schedule time to be, you know, yeah. to meditate, to be yeah. grateful. Yeah. But it begins to be a chore and it doesn't end up feeling that vibration. Yeah. Like you don't get that high from it anymore. Yeah. Because it's like, fuck, I've got to meditate for 10 minutes when I could just be straight on my emails doing something else. So I think having that like little station set up where it's just open and ready for you and when you walk past and you might go, 
actually, yeah, I really can sit for 10 minutes and that will help me. I think it's more about me getting my head around that don't feel bad like for doing something for yourself. Like yeah. that's that's something that I struggle with. I'm like, oh yeah, got to write back to Barbara. Like she needs a blow dry in the morning or something like <laughs> that. You know, does need a yeah. blow dry. <laughs> Barb needs a blow dry. <laughs> but oh. yeah, nah, it's all a learning curve as well. Um, so yeah, slowly learning just over a year. So. And I do think it's important to note that if you are thinking of starting a business, it's not fucking rosy. <sighs> I can't tell you how many times a week people say, oh my God, you're so lucky. You're just oh, on your yeah. own schedule. Yeah. I'm like, I am working Mate. the hardest I've ever worked. I'm getting paid the least I've ever yeah. fucking been paid. Yeah. And it, none of it's easy. Like I don't just rock up and have a list for, and someone say, okay, Katie, today you need to do this. Yeah. I have to make that list. I have to think about what's important. Yeah. I have to think about... What's coming? You know, what, what do I get out? You know, she's not an apprentice. What is she? Yeah. A staff member. A staff member. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to think about what, you know, it gets to like 12 o'clock and she's coming in. I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I do yeah. with her today? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not ready. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I It kind of makes me laugh now. It used to piss me off at the start. People like, oh, like you're doing so well. Look at you go. I'm like, yeah, fuck, mate. I am working actually like nonstop. My phone's on airplane mode now, otherwise I'd be working. For like, one hour. Yeah, it's giving me the shakes. <laughs> um, no, but I think it's so funny and same like with you as well. Like they probably think, oh yeah, like, you know, you're doing well, your business mm. doing well, your company's doing well. Yeah, it's doing work because I fucking work hard, like so hard. I don't get people just walking off the street, like, you know, things like Instagram work or, you know, putting up photos and stuff or getting the right photo. It yeah. just doesn't stop. But like, I love what I do, but I just think it is... Yeah, it's not all rosy and I think to start a business, you've got to have a pretty strong backbone as well because there'll be highs, there'll be lows, there'll be tears, there'll be <laughs> tears. <laughs> Double tears. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, it, yeah, it's great but it's fucking hard. <laughs> it's, it's definitely hard and I think that you need to have a true passion for it. Like yeah. don't be thinking I want to start a business because – a lot of people do it for ego. Like they just want to own a business because it's an ego booster, yeah. which is completely fine. If that's going to help you be a, fulfill your you yeah. know, personal needs, okay. But you also need to understand that, yeah, it's not. I think there's like 10% of my week where I'm like dancing around being like, fuck yeah. And 90% I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> After the 50 hour week, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. And even like Dave is you know, 50% of the business and mm. we had one of our biggest days this week and he rolls in and he's like, where are these sales coming from? And I'm like, <laughs> that made me laugh. What do you think I fucking do all week? Yeah. Like, and it, even for me, I go, go, go all week. Sometimes we have a really amazing day mm. and that reflects and that, you know, makes me feel, you know, a bit of gratitude for the work that I've put in but then other times I can work just as hard or even harder and sales aren't there and that's when I find it really hard because I'm like what's wrong like what's happening I'm working as hard as I can Mm. it's just just the way the world works good weeks bad weeks you know yeah like and finding out those flows is like something I'm still learning because it's like especially being in the first year as well like you can't compare like what's happened last year or something like that you've got nothing to compare on you're like am i doing all right am i not um i don't know (laughs) um uh, that i keep it open every week i'm 24 (laughs) hours (laughs) i guess well let's just how do you feel 
you know, 100% honestly? And what's your 100% authentic feeling on your first year of business? In a couple of words, because I know it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, I've really enjoyed the last year. It's been probably one of the hardest years well, I think it's been a hard year for everyone, but there's been roller coasters in the salon, outside the salon, um, and stuff like that. But like when I sit back, like I had a wine after work, so sometimes I'll have a wine when I'm like cleaning up late night, and I just sat on my ba- basin chair, and it's one of those fuck yeah moments. Like I just sit, no one else is in the salon, have a wine, and then just sit back and went, yeah, fuck, this is pretty this cool. This is my space. Yeah, but yeah, it's hard, but I'm glad and I'm proud of like what I've done and how I've done it. And how do you think your salon has made an impact on your community? Um, well, I feel like it's a different little vibe. Like even a client came in the other day. She's like, oh, my God, I love this place. Like it's so good. She's like, I'm just – it's a place that I want people just to call in. Like if you pop in past, call in, say good day. like my friends do that. Then everyone sits there, like you said, and it ends up like sitting, talking and stuff like that. So I want to take the stigma out of – hairdressers you know like hi hardly do i don't do my hair every fucking day like sometimes you know i wonder if people like, like you have just yeah. phenomenal beach hair 24 7 i wonder if people are like oh she doing my hair but you know that you don't get like judged when you walk in it's a very open yeah. you know cruisy sort of atmosphere and that's who i am as a person so i want to portray that as my salon that everyone feels comfortable in there as well yeah so yeah and i think that that's like you know i've had needling done you know, and mm. then come there after my needling appointment with a red face yeah. and not felt one inch of yeah, nah. comfortable. Like, like, oh no, who's looking at me? Yeah. yeah. And before, you know, if I was to walk into, you know, one in a shopping center to get my hair done, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I just wouldn't do yeah. that. No, it is, a, it is a good little vibe. And I love when people say that they, you know, walk out feeling great and well, obviously they look great because I did the hair. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's a nice little community that we've created and I've got epic clients, eh? Like there's not clients that I'm like, oh fuck. No. Here comes Barbara again. I don't know why I'm using Barbara, but it's I don't think I have, good, I don't think I have a Barbara well, anyway. A safe, yeah. It's a safe word. <laughs> Barbara. <laughs> oh my God, I hope that's not your safe word. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> but it is, and I know like something that we've talked about recently is that you are so busy and now you can kind of pick and choose your clients, which is a really big privilege to have. Like I know that you really try your hardest to have Sunday and Monday off for yourself. Yeah. Um, but every now and then you will do a blow dry at 8am on a Sunday to fit in someone because they have mm. something going and that's the person you are. But I know for like you, you've recently said like you feel like you can say no to people now, which yeah. is which is a big step. Like your demand is so big that you don't have to just, you're not reaching for every single client for every single dollar that you can get. You're, you're choosy. And I think that's really important and it's a privilege. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of how I started my business in a way because everyone's like, you need to put an A-frame out the front, like a sandwich one. I was like, oh, no offense to anyone, but (laughs) no, no no offense to all the sandwich boards out there. Unless you're selling a sandwich, don't fucking put a sandwich board out. And I was like, I want quality clients. Like it doesn't have to be quantity for me. That's a big thing for me. Like I want quality. I want people that are, you know, faithful to you and trust you and everything like that. So that's kind of one thing. I wasn't like jamming heaps of people 
through the door and stuff like that and I think that's paid off because you know I've got these amazing clients that are are loyal and everything like that and that's what I want yeah but um yeah trying to not go in Sunday Mondays sometimes no but I mean it's (laughs) yeah it's gotta do what you gotta do like in the first year you had to do that now it's my turn to train my clients as well yeah that's a big thing to train them to fit into you as well you know and I love that something that you've really taught me um is how to train and kind of communicate with your customers that yes we are there 24 7 for support and yeah. need you know but we are also human beings and we do yeah. need to have the times off and we need to train and teach our customers when is an appropriate time and when isn't an appropriate yeah. time yeah. as well yeah which i think you know in the beginning you, you don't, don't really do. have that privilege no. but you, as you go on you really do get to like start doing that yeah but yeah like we like we put ourselves in that position. Like we've done that. So everyone's like, oh, you're so accessible and this and that and super flexible. But now, you know, you've got to still have – start to set little boundaries. Yeah. But still be, you know, still be flexible because I think that's something that people find with me. Like I'll try my best and hardest to get people in. Like I never yeah. want to be like, nope, can't do it. Like yeah. I'll try and move things around and stuff like that. But it's give and take from both ends as well. Yeah. And I guess to date in your first, what what is it now, like 14 months? Yeah, we opened September last year. 13, 14 months? Yeah, whatever that is. What's been your biggest challenge in that first 12 months, let's say? COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, I forgot about that period. Oh, my God. Oh, that so was stressful. I thought like when they... Well, besides when I first opened the shop, that was pretty hectic. I had lots of setbacks and stuff, um, personal and in the business as well. So that was super hard. Um, but yeah, COVID, it's, I've came out on the other side of it fantastic, but there was a bit of a situation when they closed beauty. Mm-hmm. And I remember like I was doing clients like late at night, sitting there like listening to the announcements and stuff. They closed beauty and then I was like, here's next. So I moved all my clients forward and did like a oh 75 75 hell week I think yeah. the longest day was 16 or 17 hours just to get people in because I wasn't eligible for all these benefits and everything so I was like yeah. how am I going to I need as much money in the bank I need to get people in there so I have a yeah. little kitty because if I close down you don't how, know long how long do for? I close yeah. down for like I was wine was my friend <laughs> Wine is wine. always your friend. If you own a First business, you have business, to drink wine. Business, it's wine. your best friend. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was kind of hard. But look, there is always going to be ups and downs. And especially like in something like that we do as hairdressers, like people come in and tell you their problems and you're there to listen and stuff. And when you've got shit going on as well, you have to be like, yeah, hi. Yeah, you, it's, like, it'd be yeah. very unprofessional for Sally to be getting her hair done and at least to be having a cry. Well, Barbara's out. (laughs) But, you know, it would be very unprofessional for you to be like, I'm having a fucking meltdown because my business is potentially closed for the foreseeable future. And the vibe was horrible. Tell me about your fucking bad manicure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that was up to me again. Like I stopped watching the news and I stopped, tried hard not to talk about just COVID in the salon because I'm like, these people still want to come in and they still want to have a nice time and feel good and everything. So let's cut down some of that chat, you know, worry about what's happening outside of the world 
outside yeah. the salon, not in the salon. So that was even more draining. But I think I had to do it for my sanity and my client's sanity as well. Like, yeah. So, yeah, that was hectic. So when you were thinking about starting the business, um, obviously you used to kind of run a little bit of a home salon. Mm. What made you think I'm not going to just convert my garage into a full home salon mm. Instead, I'm going to get a commercial lease that, you know, is it a three-year three lease? Three-year lease, yeah. What made you choose between the two of them? Because it's a very, it's a safe option to really just do up your garage and welcome people in that are already comfortable to come. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think a home salon, that's not sort of the vibe that I wanted. Um, even growing as quick that I've grown now I was thinking about, you know, when I do buy a property, oh, I can convert downstairs into, you know, a salon. Now I'm like, oh, I don't want that. Like I want that separation. Yeah. And especially for me as well, I think I would find it even harder to separate work and business and yeah. having that little bit of extra. I know I'm not shop frontage, but having that extra bit of walk by traffic and stuff like that or people pick up and grab people a people walk down your alleyway like something incredible that Elisa's done she's not shot front and when I remember seeing the property for the first time it is down what like how long is that 20 meters yeah something like that it's a, a long alleyway to get to her shop front the shop was beautiful and I said that from the get- beginning but mm. I was like Fuck, people aren't really gonna know you're here yeah but she painted such a stunning it's an instagrammable wall and it is Instagramable because some people, people take pictures against it and don't tag me. Yeah, some people tag don't me. tag even yeah. though she's got the hashtag. Yeah, um, but who? you know that's something very clever that you you know took advantage yeah. of a, yeah. a potentially shit situation and you said, well, no, I'm going to, and it's probably worked better than a shop front because if you're yeah. on a shop front, people kind of walk past and you've got like five seconds to make an impression. Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone pops well, their head down the alleyway because they're yeah. like, what's that rainbow? Like, Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the thing of when I got the shop, that was the vision that I did have, like that that will be essentially my shop front. Yeah. Like people walk past that and yeah. And they say it takes like three points of contact as well for people to like remember you. Yeah. So I remember like you say if you did saw the wall and then I remember I did like a letterbox drop when I first got there and then say they walk past again and get like a brochure or see something on Instagram. So I just wanted to be in people's heads. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's selling with the rainbow alleyway or oh yeah, Elise Ray with the yeah. cool logo or, you know, something like that. So that was pretty important to nail that fence but by the end of it we were just like dripping paint and shit down the top I was like yeah that'll do like it's fine and you said you did letterbox dropping which is quite an old school marketing yeah. Um, yeah. kind of strategy what to date has been some of the best marketing strategies that you think have worked for you Instagram yeah yeah Instagram's huge like the letterbox drop I feel like I just did that for like the locals yeah. sort of around because in nobbies as well people want to support locals I found that as well um so that was kind of yeah like an old school way just to get in people's faces a bit that say wouldn't go on Instagram or anything like that because I've done a few Facebook ads and stuff like that but I think just being being on Instagram and being active and everything like that and people like recommendations like if someone yeah post something and every time somebody reshares something it's just it's huge and people like a very visual 
and they want to see you work and everything like that. So I think one thing that you've really done well on Instagram is your little quotes. Um, (laughs) So usually in hairdressing, it's a lot of before and afters. Um, Even in skincare, it's traditionally a lot of before and afters, like acne, no acne, brunette shit haircut, blonde luscious locks. Yeah. Um, But one thing that you do quite, I think it's like once a week, you post a pretty funny meme and I find myself giggling (laughs) at them every week. So much pressure now, I feel. But they're so good. And you get like, you know, the Instagram algorithm is such an important thing to utilize. And when you do do those funny posts, sometimes it's got nothing to do with hair. Most of the times it does. A little bit of something, yeah. But people comment on it they yeah. laugh about it they will dm you back yeah. and that's just all increasing your algorithm which yeah. is such a clever way of getting interaction you know, organic and growth stuff. and organic in- interaction and yeah. instagram favors that and says well this account is performing without spending money for an ad to get yeah. you know people looking at it so that's a, such a great thing that you've done and it's even, yeah, like you said, with the algorithm and everything like that, I had no fucking idea about any of that. <laughs> I was like, you just make an Instagram page and people just like shit. Like, yeah. And then obviously having friends like, you know, you've helped me a lot with, you know, little things and tips and tricks and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like I had no idea with all that. And you're like, you could do like engage with people yeah. and like if you do like little polls or ask questions, run little giveaways, yeah. you know, and it's not about, I think, with me like I don't look at how many followers and stuff that I've got like no. that's not something that you know is huge for me but um yeah having those followers that interact with you and share your stuff and everything like that it's pretty it's pretty cool and I think interaction is king with Instagram anyone out there if you are new to business and any type of marketing advice I could give you for social media is it isn't about the following um because at the end of the day if you're not interactive with your clients or customers or whatever you want to call them Instagram doesn't care about that number and Mm. that number won't actually end up seeing what you post so it's no point it doesn't matter like you can have 30,000 followers and only 1,000 people see your story yeah so you could be doing a hundred percent discount only 1,000 customers are going to take advantage of that if they're even interested yeah so you know it's not about the number it is about that engagement and really you know, doing thought-provoking things and doing polls and yeah. like just being like a bit authentic. You jump on every now and then. I know you hate face oh. to frame, but I've been pushing her to do it. God, I have to and have it, like three wines before I do it. It works. It like, works heaps. So heaps. well. And mm. people know like it is such a personal business with you and mm. they, when you hop on, everyone's like, fuck yeah. Like what's Elise doing? Like, is it a little, I remember you did a curl tutorial, yeah, which I would never attempt, but I watched <laughs> it because I was like, oh. And a few clients were like, oh, I went away with my hair the other day. And then I remembered that you had a little video IG video. So I sat there and watched it and I was and like, they oh, go back. yeah. Yeah. So look, if three people do that, like at least three people have done that. And you're and helping. It's a service. Like it's not always, Instagram isn't always about selling. It's about no. building a community and building education and offering. Yeah. Which is what those videos are for. Like when we jump on stories and do a face mask together, <laughs> it's not to sell the face mask. No. It's to teach people how to use the face yeah. mask. Like, and have a laugh. And have <laughs> a laugh. And then people are like, oh my God, like we love that it's just a young couple in a shitty fucking bathroom (laughs) (laughs) and they're kooky and they're having a good time yeah and then they just support the business because they're like well i know who i'm supporting and i'm helping to you know support their little vision about the environment i'm not helping sally in a fucking suit that lives in you know a mansion Yeah, yeah yeah just doing whatever she does and since covid i found as well like 
a lot of people want to support small Small local businesses like huge and that's even made me conscious of doing it a lot more as well um but I think that's why even I've gotten busier after COVID like people don't want to go into these big salons where there's shit ton of people there and you know there's only ever a few like I have four clients at once like so people are supporting little businesses and yeah if you can put a face to the name like people love it yeah have there been any other you know, business strategies that have really changed the game for your business? Um, not – look, I just wing it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I just make don't it up all. as I go. I think that's <laughs> what business is all about. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't say have any strategies or anything like that. Um, I've got an accountant, so that for me was something that I just didn't want to do. Yeah. I, I would rather, you know, spend more time on building the business and doing my books and stuff like that. So that was something that I always just didn't want to do. Yeah. Like I'm good at cutting hair, so just let me do that. And, and I think that. that's something super important that I took on from you mm. was that I can't put on every hat and if there's hats that I fucking hate. Yeah. Don't put them on. Like, yeah, totally. I love marketing. I love research and development. I hate Facebook ads, which is marketing. I yeah. fucking hate it. I just yeah. don't enjoy it. Pay someone else to do it. Yeah. It's, it's about outsourcing a lot as well. And automating things like, you know, I know yeah. that you have a couple of little shortcut keys that you use yeah, to yeah. help speed but the process up. Like that automation is such an important key to start up businesses because if you're getting like for us, if we get a wholesale email, someone wants to wholesale. If I sat down and wrote the same I don't know, maybe it's like 500 word little spiel that I do. Yeah. If I wrote that every single time, that would waste half an hour of my day. Yeah, no. I've set up a shortcut key and it's just, so just much changed easier. their name. Yeah. It's still personal. It's still 100% authentic. I just don't need to think about what I have to say. Yeah. And I just, boom. Boom, done. done. Yeah, I just press one, two, three and there's Sally's confirmation text. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I love Sally. <laughs> I feel sorry for Barb though. Yeah, she's been left there. <laughs> it's because she's your safe word. <laughs> I had to change it up a bit. I'm going to have a bar book in this week for sure now. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, Bob. Um, anyway. Okay, let's just get into, I guess, not Barb. <laughs> but honestly, like, it's been such a pleasure to see you flourish, like, every time. I know that we also share a lot of shit texts about <laughs> I fucking hate this and Barb's a pain in the ass. Yeah. But what are you most proud of? Like, is there a couple of moments that you can think off the top of your head that just, you know, give you that feeling in your heart that just make you so proud? Um, I think even with this year, the Gold Coast Bulletin as well, the top five hairdresser, that mm. well, the top ten, um, so I, somebody sent me the link for it like late one night on a Wednesday night or something. They're like, oh, you – like people had like tagged me on Facebook and then you go into the, you know, the running or whatever and people vote for you. And I literally had half a night to send out a few messages <laughs> yeah. to clients and I was like, oh, my God. And then I got number five and I was like, oh, it's a bit wanky this whole thing. But I was like, no, nah, fucking just take it. Yeah. Like to get into the top five, I was stoked to get in the top ten. On the Gold Coast, I haven't been here for that long. I've been here for four years. Like, and you've so I'm not been a on your own local for one. Yeah, so that was kind of like a moment where I was like, bit wanky, but fuck, that's kind of cool. Like, at least I can say I'm number five on the Gold Coast, yeah. and that's just with an authentic following, not for like pushing people to vote for me or anything no. like that. Like that was, yeah, that was pretty cool. 
and and your customers told you to enroll in it. It wasn't the other way. Yeah, which yeah. I think is- amazing and you know i probably could have sat there all night and sent out a bazillion messages and told the 800 people that live in my hometown (laughs) to vote vote. um but yeah that was kind of like a proud moment and even when i just finished my salon and sat in that basin chair again and my cousin was sitting beside me and he did a lot of work on the shop and he was just like fuck you did it hey and i was like Oh, I remember I did the it. first time I got my hair done there. I was like, this is so fucking weird. Yeah. I was so excited. I was yeah. just like, I can't, like, I'm going to lay back in a basin chair. Yeah, not to my head forward. Like, it's, yeah, it's a really cool experience seeing how you've grown so quickly, seeing you have staff members come on so quickly. And then, you know, you are pretty much scratching for the next commercial property that you can get yeah in a year is a phenomenal achievement yeah so thanks congratulations <laughs> i know you don't like to take congratulations yeah. very well i'm learning thank you but um <laughs> if there are any other you know people out there considering starting maybe it's a salon for hair maybe it's a beauty salon maybe it's just even a little shop front for a service type business yeah What's the best advice you could give or what's the best advice you were given? Yeah. Um, I think the best advice would be like we were just touching on before, like don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, I hustled hard for a year and stuff like that, but don't be afraid to outsource things. Like, you know, do – I felt like I could have done that a little bit earlier. So looking back on business, so I could have, you know, maybe put on an apprentice a bit earlier and stuff like that, not get wigged out about it. Um, but yeah, the first year is hard, but it's epic as well. I think you've just got to put your head down, bum up and still enjoy what you do. If you don't enjoy what you do 24 seven, don't do it. Cause it ain't yeah. going to work. Yeah. And is there anywhere that you hang out to get smarter? Like to learn. With you. Sunday <laughs> <laughs> afternoon. starting the business, the podcast. Um, thank um, you. No we worries. do bounce a lot off each other, which is unreal. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just surrounding people. Like I felt like we've probably got closer over the last year because you are hanging around people that do fulfill you and, you know, understand what you're going through. And there's friends that have probably come in and out the last year. And I'm like, I don't have time for people. Like I don't have that much spare time as it is. But, you know, it's really made me think of who I want to hang around and what do those people give back to me? Like, you know. That's something I've really learned in this past year is, you know, I've got a lot of friends that will be like, we're going to the beach at lunchtime today. Like, are you going to come? You work for yourself. You can do whatever you want. No one no. is going to fucking get the shit done if I don't do it. Mm. And I, you know, in my job when I was on a salary, I probably would have done that because it didn't matter. Yeah. But I'm so Time like, is money. <laughs> and it's just my baby. Like, if yeah. I'm letting the business down, I'm letting myself down. Yeah, that's so, how I feel as well. It's a bit of a guilt trip. You're yeah. in guilt trip. Like. And it's not necessary. And the people that can't you know, respect that choice. It is hard. It's yeah. so hard. Like I've had so many friends be like, since you've started Sabia, we never see you. You're not available yeah. to do this or that. And I'm like, yeah, that's because I'm hustling. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm work- this is pretty much me having a baby yeah. right now. Like you totally. need to consider this as my baby. Yeah. I need to attend to it 24-7. Baby would be easier, I reckon. Just leave it at home. Baby would be so much easier. Yeah. Dave could actually look after Yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dave. Love you, Dave. <laughs> but he's getting better at the oh, business. A little legend. And at babies. He's yeah. definitely <laughs> fucking... <laughs> what's going on yeah. <laughs> Barbara. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> um, what's your favourite quote? 
Do you um, have a favourite quote? I know that I wrote you 30, how many? Oh, things. Yeah. How old? 33 out of 10, I think. 33. Dave and I gave Elise <laughs> a gift of 33 favourite things about you. Yeah. It was, slash quotes. It made me laugh and it made me cry. Yeah, we all cry. so we cried doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's a lot in there. That you are, but what's your favourite quote? Some will tell, some we won't. You um, don't have to say one that I wrote. Why? <laughs> I was thinking about this today. I was like, oh, I don't like. I love like seeing quotes on Instagram stuff, but I don't remember shit to be honest. Like, oh. I could remember your colour. That's about it. Um, my mum used to say, "Be good or be good at it." I love that. Yeah, simple yet effective. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's you. me. <laughs> I've heard simple you say yet that effective. About many. Yeah. Different types of topics. So be I good think I'll be good at it. And Elise, thank you so much for coming on today. It means the world to me thank to you. have you as my first official guest, but also just you're a fucking incredible and inspiring person. So thank you. Where can we find you on socials to get to know you and the business and what you do? And all my funny quotes, shit, I'm, I'm going to have to go home and think of some more Everyone, now. Everyone, um, <laughs> write back to us and tell us what your favourite quote yeah. is on Elise's page. Um, Elise Ray Hair Studio. So Elise, E-L-I-C-R-A-E studio um and even just pop in if you're in nobbies come for come for a little walk down the rainbow alley fence and pop your head in and say hi. Or you can catch us at Mexicali's on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, standard. <laughs> Thank you so much, Elise. And I hope that you guys really enjoyed this service-based podcast about the authentic verdict of starting a service salon-based business in a local area. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>